Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now. This segment of Blair and Barker is brought to you by Bet365. Bet365 is the world's favorite sportsbook. 80 million members worldwide, 19-plus play responsibly in Ontario only. 416-870-0590, star 590, 1-888-666-0590, You can say it sometimes. 590-590 is the text line. We're going to focus on the Blue Jays this hour ahead of Ross Atkins' media availability. We are asking you the question, and we'll combine Barker's back leg bits here. We're asking you the question, what in a perfect world, understanding that Ross Atkins isn't hey, going to hey. give out all the state secrets, what None in a, of them? What? <laughs> what? You think well, you know any way? Why, why don't you show your ass up at the anyway. news conference and ask the tough anyway. questions? I'll be texting you what to ask. Yeah, I'm not going to. I I, am <laughs> I turn all my texts off during news conferences. Yeah. Oh, I I'm bet. not that guy. Yeah, I have that's... a respect for. You think so? Yes. Put it on vibrate so you can. Anyhow, what would you like to hear in a perfect world from Ross Atkins? 416 870 590 star 591-888-666-0590. You're sick. Do we have uh, Shai Davidi with us? Hey, we got Shai Davidi, Sportsnet's MLB insider. All right, Shai, Ross is going to come out today and tell us this, right? John Schneider, three-year contract. Vladdy Jr., Bo Bichette, they're going to sign him to long-term contracts. They know what's wrong with Jose Barrios. We appreciate Teoscar Hernandez's contributions. Adios. That's what he's going to say, right? I mean, in some uh, alternate universe, maybe. Not, not in this one. Uh, I, I assume that we're going to get uh, a lot of... We're going to have to break out the Atkins to English Dictionary. <laughs> we're going to have to try and uh, read the tea leaves of what he's going to hint at, the things that they're going to do. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if we got something a little bit more definitive on John Schneider, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, if, if you don't know by now, then what have you been doing the past couple of months, right? You know, the Phillies aren't waiting for end of season or whatever. They, they're like, Rob Thompson's our guy. We give him the extension. Done, right? Like, if you don't know uh, about Schneider, then I just I'm not I'm not clear what benefit there is. Maybe you want you need you feel you need to do an extended debrief with your players and before you jump in and fully commit to it. But this is a guy who's been in the organization for nearly two decades. Uh, he, you know, he's done everything that you want him to do. You know what he is, you know what he's about. And uh, that, that's the one thing I, I think that could be definitive and, you know, get this out of the way and start getting after the player moves that are going to be really what's going to make the difference in this offseason. Shot, other than the manager question, what other question would you ask Ross today? Oh, man, like just what? I think there's several, right? Mm -hmm. I think the key one is I'd like to get their sense of how they, how they figure out this bullpen thing because it's been an issue for them, not just this past season, but also in 21. <clears throat> and at a certain point, like there is a clear gap between their bullpenning 
and this is not just focused around what happened in game two. This is, but this has been something we've been talking about and understanding for a while that th- this group has had nice stretches, but in, uh, in tight leverage against elite clubs, it hasn't been consistent enough. And there's a gap between their bullpen and the bullpens of the elite clubs. How do you address that? That, that to me becomes, and like, I think you need to, you need to get some left-handed hitters into this lineup. You need to try and tweak a couple things here and there. Obviously you got to figure out what you're doing in the rotation. If stripling leaves and even if stripling stays, but, but to me, the, the fundamental question becomes, how are you fixing a bullpen that's been uh, a bit of a sore spot in the, over the past couple of seasons? Yeah, I was, uh, you were talking, I was kind of sitting here scribbling down some notes of the, the you know, the relievers they've brought in, the, the, the guys that they've, they've, you know, they've tried to, 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 to bring in, they've, they've brought in to try to fix this questions and, and, yeah, I, I having you hearing you put it that way, Shy is kind of it's not alarming. But I, I look at this bullpen right now, and I'm just I'm not sure how many guys profile into that type of bullpen. You know, I, I I'm not saying you have to throw everybody out. I mean, clearly Jordan Romano has a role. I think Zach Pop has a role. But does Jimmy Garcia it's really a have a role? First bullpen, which is very odd, right? Yeah, exactly. It is. Yeah, I mean, I think there are some pieces here, and one of the one of the things I my sense, my understanding that the Blue Jays have been hoping for, is that uh, a, a bullpen would develop organically around what they have, right? So, you know, someone like a Zach Pop takes the next step and you know becomes a real dominant fireballer. Uh, Julian Merriweather or a Nate Pearson emerges. Um, you know, a few things along those lines. That, that would have come up and like, look, it's just, it, it hasn't happened quite in that way yet. And are you going to go into next season again, waiting for Julian Merriweather, waiting for Nate Pearson, uh, you know, trusting that Zach Pop is going to emerge. And, and the way that I look at, you've got, you've got some nice pieces, right? So Simber's a piece, uh, but you probably want him in earlier in the ball game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pops a piece. You probably want him earlier in the ball game, at least for the time being. Uh, Jimmy Garcia is good, but it can't just be Jimmy because he might have worn down a little bit by the end of the season. Mm-hmm. It can't just be Jordan Romano because he's worn down a little bit at the end of the season. You know, Anthony Bass. That, to be fair, you know, he fought that that back thing late in the season, and I'm not sure that that was the you know the the, the truest version of Anthony Bass that we saw in the in the final weeks of the of the year, uh, but. So he's a piece, but you know you need you need more. That's just what these teams have. The elite teams have more, and uh, and that that that's got to be a challenge for the Blue Jays. And you can count on some internal improvement, but if if you're banking on internal improvement, that that's a dangerous recipe. And they did that to some degree this year. And you know they got to the playoffs. They won 92 games. But when push came to shove, you know, they needed more. Shy, do you think we've seen George Springer play his last game in center field and next year he will be the starting right fielder for the Toronto Blue Jays? I think that depends on some of the other moves and, and what happens. But in an ideal world, uh, you get uh, a switch hitting or left-handed hitting center fielder. I'm not sure where you're going to get that and how you're going to produce that. But that that's certainly something that would be great. It's something – 
that the Blue Jays have felt has been on the horizon, whether it's next year or maybe one more year after that, is an interesting question. And I'm also curious, like, we're, maybe we're going to, at this point, find out what, what exactly was it in, uh, in George Springer's elbow. You know, I mean, we've heard different things, and, uh, you know, I, I don't want to speculate on something that hasn't been confirmed, but it sounds like there's going to, in all likelihood, need to be some sort of procedure, uh, whether it's minor or more significant that, I don't know. Uh, but he's got, you know, what, what's that going to mean for his throwing arm? What's that going to mean for his durability? Th- those are all really relevant questions right now. So, yeah, probably ideally they've got someone to at least share center field with him, if not maybe take some more of the of the load there. Uh, and that's, you know, that's, that may raise his questions. Okay, so what are you going to do with Teoscar Hernandez? What are you going to be able to get for him? Can you get proper value for him? And ultimately is the is the package that you end up creating better than the one that you have now and so that i think the blue jays looked at a lot of things at the trade deadline and i'm sure there's some things that uh, or some threads they'll be able to pick up in the off season but it ultimately becomes you know is this change for change's sake or are you actually getting better shy do they have to sign one of vladdy or bo to a or contract Manolo. Yeah, I'm looking at Vladdy, and we can put Mano in there as well. Like, is it? And I don't know why I'm asking if they have to, because clearly they don't have to. And and maybe none of these guys want to sign for what they're willing to offer. Who knows? Maybe they're happy going year to year. Your friend Ryan Howard, one of Ryan Howard's points was, hey, if you're not going to give me the money, I'll go year to year. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll take my chances in arbitration. Is it is it important to get one of those guys locked up though? Just well, just as a, I don't even know. Do you need to send a message? I don't look at it as sending a message or anything like that, but I mean, the way that it's looking right now, like you've got two foundational franchise cornerstone players, both hitting free agency in the same year. And that's, that's putting a pretty significant clock on your window. Yes. Right. You can talk bravely and, about all, all that you want and like you can take the money and you can reallocate it and you can do different things with it. But I mean, good luck replacing Vladdy and Bo, right? Yeah. Like, oh, those are great players. Like you're lucky to have those players. You spend decades in your farm system trying to produce one of those guys and you produce two of them at the same time. Like that is uh, as a, that is a gift horse for the franchise, right? Like, you cannot that that's what every team is trying to do so it, it becomes a question of well what is the what what are you going to do to your competitive window if you can't extend those guys and so you know do you have to do it now no you can keep going every year but every year it's going to get harder to do it right the price is going to go up the players closer to free agency he's wondering you know, why this has taken so long because other teams have done it super quick with their guys. Uh, certainly you'd look at, you look at the Julio Rodriguez is a really interesting deal. Uh, and I wonder if there's, you know, some of the creativity there might be a way to sort of build in hedges for both the player and the club uh, as, as a middle ground. If you know they're really going to be creative about it and find ways to both protect the club in case the, the collapse uh, and protect the player in case the performance can get full value. 
uh, it all depends on, you know, the commitment on both sides. So I, I do think it's something that's going forward. I think it's probably um, middle to part of the offseason type of thing. Uh, and then with Alec Manoa, like he's earlier on the clock. But if you're going to get it done, this is probably the, the best window for you uh, to do it uh, because he may want to lock in the value uh, at a time where, uh, you know, he's still young in his career and there's still a long road to go. Uh, and again, with him too, you know, he's a guy, he, he showed last year when he uh, didn't accept uh, the club's offer and just took the renewal uh, that he believes in himself and wants to max out his value. And, you know, I think that that's going to, that's a demonstration of sort of where there might be some challenge in locking him down too, if the club is determined to get a significant discount. Say Stripling wants three for 42. I'm throwing that out there a little bit more than you say Kikuchi. Makes sense to give it to him? Uh, I'm not, I think that depends on where you're at with your payroll moving forward, right? Because they're going to be, the, the, the jump in, in salaries is really significant from an arbitration perspective. And, you know, the, some of the projections, uh, MLB trade rumors, this projections for arbitration came out yesterday. And they're not gospel, but they're a pretty good guide of where things are going to end up. Uh, you know, and Vlad, Vlad's salary is going to go up uh, about projected to go up about six million. Bose is to pr- projected to go up about five million. Uh, you know, all of a sudden you've got this extra money on your books that uh, that you're going to have to account for everywhere. So, if they can accommodate that salary and it's not going to cut them off from other things, yeah, sure. Uh, but if it's going to prevent them from doing other things. Uh, in a significant way or prevent them from, you know, locking up uh, a Guerrero or a Bichette or making that longer term offer to a Manoa, you know, then, then that's when I'm having second thoughts. So I think at this point, the way the Blue Jays are set up, they don't have a lot of financial flexibility. They have very little money coming off the books. It's basically Stripling and Phelps coming off the books this year. And uh, because of that, they have to be really careful about what they're what they're putting on the books in the years to come because it's definitely going to cut off cut them off from certain avenues. A bit of a housekeeping issue here or situation, Shine. First, I I do want to mention the Yankees have submitted their roster for the postseason. Matt Chapman is on it. Oswaldo Cabrera is on it. DJ LeMahieu is not on the postseason. Wait, Chapman's roster. on it. Yes, Chapman is on it. Huh. Um. I, I wanted to ask you about Hyun Jin Ryu. Not explain the insurance thing to me. Is that is it is next year insured as well with Ryu? So I'm not a hundred percent on that, so I don't want to speculate on okay. it. Okay. Uh, so I I don't know for sure. Okay. But obviously that would be very significant if it is, uh, because that's twenty million dollars. And uh, the way that the Blue Jays had been looking at it, that this off season was going to be a bit of the, the trickier one for them yeah. uh, because they don't have any significant money coming off. The, the Ryu money is off the books next offseason. Mm-hmm. And at that point, they have a lot more flexibility. Uh, and then they can do some things. So uh, this offseason is a bit of a trick. And, and obviously, that, that's a good question and one that uh, we'll be asking Atkins later today. Shy, we're going to let you scoot. Yep. Appreciate you doing this as always, my friend. We'll see you out at the newser. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Take care, guys. Be well. Take care. That's Shai DeVete, our MLB insider uh, with sports. And it did uh, terrific work this year. And he we, did. And I thought Booney said Chapman, no way he's making the I'm roster. I'm just looking at this. 
I'm just looking at this right now. Uh, Carpenter, I'm sorry. What did I say? Did I say Matt Chapman? You said Chapman. Oh, Matt Carpenter is in today's lineup. According Car- Carpenter. To yeah, that's different. I thought you said Chapman. No, I meant Matt Carpenter. Oh, uh, okay. Well, yeah. You said Chapman. Yeah. Well, I said Matt Chapman. Is you did. Yeah, you did. Yeah. You no. did. Yeah, it's Matt Carpenter that's right. in the lineup. Okay, good. Yeah. There you go. Aroldis Chapman's not there. It's Matt Chapman that's <clears throat> that uh, that uh, is in the lineup. Um, and that's going to make a big difference for the... Uh, well, he's left-handed. Short ports and right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Not going to hurt. And... Um, He's a guy who, Matt Carpenter's a guy who's had a uh, terrific year for the, the Yankees. And if you talk to people around the team, he was really, Matt Carpenter's absence was uh, was really noted. So there you go. Uh, DJ LeMahieu didn't make the Yankees roster. Matt Carpenter is on the roster. Clay Holmes is on the roster. Oswaldo Cabrera is on the roster. So, um, yeah. And Aroldis Chapman, we mentioned, of course, has been has been suspended. I don't know why, why, why would I thinking of Matt Chapman? That just tells you how I'm not ready for this season to be over. Uh, interesting, interesting conversation with shy about how this team is going to manage the off season. Um, because as we mentioned with Ryu and, and money has never been, this front office has never hinted that money has been an issue since they've taken over. Um, you know, clearly they've had money to sign free agents. They've had money, you know, to sign Kevin Gossman to extend Jose Barrios, Kikuchi, Ryu. Uh, I know that I, I'm unclear on the whole insurance thing with Ryu because I was led to believe that it only covers one part of, the, of one year of the contract. I don't know how that thing's going to work. But Shai did make it. There, there's no cons- significant amount of money coming off this year. Mm-hmm. That, to me makes it even more likely you trade Teoscar Hernandez. If you are if you are approaching the offseason with an understanding that it's going to be tricky, that makes Lourdes Gurriel Jr.'s contract even more valuable because it's dirt cheap. For what he's going to give yeah, you, yeah. it's dirt cheap. I, I wonder but it what, almost makes me think you move on. It almost makes me think you move on from well, Teoscar. Maybe you may not have, have a choice. I, I, I wonder with the way you ended your season if that makes you pivot on what the payroll will be, whether you are, that's a bad look the way you ended it. Everybody knows now what needs to be fixed. I mean, there's no question. Now it's about how do you go out and get but it. it. But it's, it's the same I mean, thing. Hopefully you want to trade for it. Lefty Obviously right, you got lefty some righty balance And some power arms yeah. you may have to pay for. This team needs to be better in leverage situations. And what I mean by that is it needs better leverage relievers with more swing and miss stuff. It needs a more balanced lineup so that you can get that platoon advantage a little more than it had. And when I say a more balanced lineup, I'm not saying have five Rymal Tapias in the team. I'm saying an impactful, everyday, left-handed bat that when you go into the office next year, John Schneider's lineup has Springer leading off, this guy hitting second, and then Bo, and then however you want to work it after that but it's got to be an impact everyday player ideally it's a guy who plays center field you move springer to right you bid teoscar adieu maybe you try to add a lefty bat to give you some lefty balance at dh you know um but yeah it's it's pretty clear and but again that's something this organization's tried to address for the past two years it's not like 
It's not like Ross Atkins hasn't tried to do it. He just hasn't been able to do it. I, I still don't understand what happened with the Michael Brantley situation. Michael Brantley would have taken care of a lot of that. He got hurt this year, but Michael Brantley would have taken care of a lot of that, of a lot of that. And the whole Jose Ramirez thing, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't know how, we'll never know how close, we'll never know how close the Jays were uh, to, to getting that done. We just won't. And uh, you know, as you would point out, if you didn't get it done, I'm not certain it matters how close you are to getting it done. So mm-hmm. we've talked to Shai Davidi. We've had our say. I want to open the phone lines of 416-870-0590, star 591 To go to Johnny in Nobleton. Go ahead, Johnny. Um... Uh, Hello. Hey, Johnny. How are you? Go ahead, Johnny. What are you expecting from Atkins today? Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you guys. So, I mean, the original question you asked is, what do you want to hear from Ross Atkins today? And uh, my comment is, I want to hear him say that he's going to resign. Yeah, it's not happening. Well, no, the reason why I say that, I mean, listen, uh, Jeff, I'm I'm sure you can remember uh, before the Jays won World Series uh, in 92-93, Pat Gillick had a nickname, and that nickname was Stan Pat because Mm -hmm. he never really made those big moves that needed to be made. And then finally, when he did made that, make that, that move for Roberto Alomar and Joe Carter. I mean, what ultimately what happened? We won two world series. So, you know, I don't know. I just don't think that this, uh, you know, I think that's what this team needs. It needs a front office that has uh, the balls, the, the ballsy and bold enough to, to make the moves they need to make to take that next step. Right. So, you know, I quite frankly, I, I think they, uh, their chances of playoff success, uh, were greatly reduced uh, after the trade deadline because, I mean, they just didn't do what they needed. They What's didn't a ballsy what move to you? Fire. Would you trade one of Bo or Vladdy? Because that's well, yeah, when, when you talk about when you talk about that, <clears throat> you know that that Alomar deal. That's what you're talking about. You're you're not talking about trading Teoscar Hernandez and some prospect or for or yeah. Kirkins. You're talking about Correct. Bo plus somebody else or Vla- Vladdy or I, however you want to word it. Well, it depends what you're getting back, but absolutely, I would do that 100. percent I mean, if you're getting a, you know, like a, a power hitting center fielder, uh, I don't know, a good, a couple of good relievers, maybe a starting. I don't know. I don't know what the trade would be, but if it helps, you know, it helps, uh, you know, add the pieces that they need. Then why? Yeah, of course, I would do that. Yeah, if you. But here's the thing: if you do trade a guy like Bo, you're not going to get, you're not going to make that deal for two power relievers. You're going to need an everyday bat in return. If you're going to trade, you know, that's what I, but I said that. I mean, you're going to need. I mean, I think the key piece, if you trade someone like him, is is like an everyday bat, preferably a center fielder, right? right. I mean, you a guys, lefty bat, yes. Yeah, correct. Yeah, and, and then whatever else you get uh, in return. But uh, I would do it 100. percent Okay, I appreciate the call. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's listen, and and thanks for the call, Johnny. And that, <clears throat> if you want to talk about one of those quote unquote Pat Gillick type deals, that's what we're looking at. Teoscar Hernandez, that ain't a Pat Gillick type deal. Alejandro Kirk, I know everybody loves him. I mean, I need a cleanup hitter who can do more than hit singles for me and not be a guaranteed double play when he's on base. I'm sorry. I just, I, I, I do. Uh, that's not going to get it done. Um, Santiago Espinal, not going to get it done. So you're looking at probably to get that big impact bat, if you want, put it that way, you're probably looking at moving off a guy like Bo. Keep this in mind. Bo is still good value. He's remarkably good value. Even if he makes a killing in arbitration, we're talking about a guy who can get 200 hits. Yep. <laughs> I mean, those guys, 
Don't fall in trees. He got more hits than Vladdy this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, I keep saying that. He got more hits than George this year. He just did. And I, I, I think every now and then, I don't think when you look at the way this team lost the playoff series to Seattle, stop looking at that collision. That was two guys hustling after a ball. Mm-hmm. Look at what happened in the pitching. Look at the decisions that were made with the pitching. By and large, I think that's where they lost the series. I think that's where, but you can't prevent that bloop. You can prevent making a bad pitching decision. Well, you can throw a fastball to a number nine hole hitter. Every now and then, that's not a bad thing you to can do. do that. Mike and St. Catharines, what do you expect to hear from Ross Atkins? Now, let me rephrase that. What do you need to hear from Ross Atkins today? Um... First of all, you guys, uh, with you, Blair and Barker, I think you guys go for president VP, no problem. We're not going to hear uh, him resign, unfortunately. I think he threw us under the bus, and I'd like an apology because I think there should have been more done than what was done. I have no problem getting rid of Bo and Hernandez in a deal. Um, I don't know where they've been watching baseball or where he's been, but Bo is not a championship shortstop. I love his work, work ethic. I love the kid. 20-odd errors or whatever, I'd be happy with Espinal there playing shortstop right now Ooh. and throwing that uh, guy we got from Kansas City, Whitley, over Ooh. at second. I'd be happy with that. Ooh. No, you wouldn't. I think Espinal could do a half-decent job. We can't do, yeah, but half-decent isn't good enough. Well, right now, Bo ain't good enough unless we can find another shortstop, uh, and we had that chance, and we didn't. He's not doing. He's not doing the well, job. Let me he's ask not you this. what we need. Would, let me ask you this. If you could get another shortstop, would you move Bo to second base? I already said that. Set, put him at second and put it in there. Yeah, because it's a shorter throw and he can throw that little sidearm garbage uh, to, to Vladdy, no problem. How many times he's thrown that thing and he hasn't had to? And over the head, under the leg, whatever. I don't even want to get into it. He's not a shortstop for a championship team, and I have no problem trading him and Hernandez. Okay, smiles don't win it. Okay, yeah, every time they were smiling on the bench, even if they're losing 15-1. I had enough of that stuff. Let's play some baseball and let's win this thing. Right now, that's not a championship team. And as far as Atkins goes, I think he just basically threw us some crumbs and stuff and said, here you go, make you happy. We made the playoffs, but he already knew that wasn't enough to win this thing. You need some good American studs in there who are going to whip it, who are going to be able to hit that long ball and, and be consistent when we need them. That's what we're missing, and we need some pitching, obviously. Like, I mean, this is not rocket science. We we could have had that guy from Seattle there who started off. Cincinnati wanted to trade us to him, trade him to us. Well, no, and actually, wants to let, hold me, these let, prospects. Me, let me jump in here. You don't know that that Cincinnati wanted him. No, wanted but he to wanted prospects. Him. They wanted prospects yeah, but, from us, and and Atkins wants to hold on to these things. You no, know as well as I do. No, here's that, the thing. No, I think it's different. I just think the Jays' prospects aren't that good. good. Nope. Uh, And that's, you know, you talk to people around the game. Again, it doesn't doesn't matter what, I keep saying, it doesn't matter what Baseball America says. I mean, you've seen Gabriel Moreno play. Yep. Uh, What do you think of him? I want to see some home runs. Yeah, yeah, but that's my point. I'm sure the Cincinnati Reds want to see some home runs too. I don't think the Jays had a shot at Castillo because I don't think their minor league system's good enough. Nope. It really isn't. How about if we would have thrown in there like a like a, a bow or something? At but least lock up a top notch pitcher. Cincinnati, Cincinnati doesn't want bow. Cincinnati wants well, guys. Cincinnati wants guys who aren't going to earn a lot of money in the next two years. They want guys okay. who are cheap. All right. So that's fair. Okay, but the prospects there. 
um, whatever we have, we can deal them because you know as well as I do how many number one prospects have come through and have been a bust. Yeah, you I, never know. We have a two-year window right now. Yeah, I'm, I am with you in that, Mike. We're yeah. going to run. Thanks for the call. But yeah. I, I think we need to – I just don't think the Jays minor league system's that good, people. I think there's a reason no, that none of those guys were traded. I think he would get rid of them if he had to. I just don't think he can right now. The From only what guy, he needs, I don't think he can. The only guy him. you hear them saying that they really Ricky. want to think about is Tiedemann and the and the other kid, Sam Roberts, the pitcher, because good, cheap. Hey, and when you're going to be forking over $12 million to Kikuchi and, and you know, you've got all that money invested in Barrios and you don't know what you're going to get, you're going to need somebody to come in here and win games cheap. You need mm-hmm. another Alec Manoa. Like, chop, chop. You yeah. need another Alec Manoa. Yep. 416-870-0590, star 591 We'll take a break, come back with more of your calls, wrap up our last two-hour show of the year. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, The Fan, and Sportsnet 360. Barker is brought to you by Bet365 with Bet365. You can watch thousands of live games, build your own bet, and you can even make a bet while the game's still being played. 19-plus play responsibly, Ontario only. It is our last half hour, two-hour, Blair and Barker. We'll revert to our hourly format tomorrow from 11 to noon through the rest of the World Series. And, uh... Mm. Then we'll be a podcast, and then we'll be Wait, back in spring training. Whenever I face Scott Efres, by the way, another the New York Yankees have announced that Scott Efres, one of their relievers, is going to undergo Tommy John surgery. So, how, so how? they don't, they don't have King Britton, Chapman's gone. Uh, Zach Efres huh. is now gone. I'm missing somebody else. Oh, Chad Green, he hasn't been around, and Clay Holmes is coming off. They stay hot. Jameson Jameson Tyon is going into the bullpen. How for the stupid Yankees. is my question about the manager now? You want to take that back? Say no, you're it's sorry. Still a dumb question. You want to say you're sorry? No, it's still a dumb question. I feel good about the Guardians and five. I feel good about the Guardians and five. 416-870-0590, star five. Why are they showing this again? I have to. God. It's a dumb pitch. You're going to continue to see it. 416-870-0590, star 591, triple A, triple six, zero, five, Stop it. Uh, Barker's back leg bits. Basically, it's turned into a Bobachette bitch fest in the last 10 minutes. Like every Bobachette has basically become the scapegoat for this team. It's, it was his fault they lost? It wasn't, but apparently Vox Popular, apparently people think it is. People think that, it, the, the, that, oh. that he's the guy that needs to go. Robin Port Hope, you're on with Blair and Barker. What's up? Well, first of all, I couldn't disagree more. I think Bobachette's your franchise player, and you got to build around that kid. He just keeps getting better every year, incrementally, and that's what you want from a franchise player. He's he's exactly a leader that you look for. Those guys don't fall out of trees. He plays I mean, he every day. He's gonna get. He has a chance to give you two hundred hits. He was your best player down the stretch. Like I, I, yeah. this is. He I, went from he, awful to great, which yeah. is impossible to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, so exactly. I mean, a lot of these people were getting emotional about he didn't make that catch. Come on, I mean, look at the bigger picture. Yeah. And first of all, guys, look. I want to say, because I've been on with you guys a couple times this year, this is the best broadcast crew of the MLB by far. Well, you guys, you know, you. Dan and Pat and Buck, 
Hazel. I mean, Dan tried to VD. I mean, we really enjoy not just the game, but the coverage. So oh, you guys, appreciate thank that. you, sir. Thank appreciate you very that. much. We, did, we didn't win the World Series, but our broadcast crew should should get some kind of award. But I anyway, take a ring. Yeah. Well, listen to the question at hand. Mm. I really think that the Jays have an opportunity. I don't think they could have done much more at the trade deadline without giving away way more than they were prepared to give away, or the fans would have liked them to give away. They just didn't have the chips to go get the guys yep. that we all thought that they wanted to get. But what could they do? I think one of the first things they could do that would really get the dominoes falling in the right direction is go trade, go sign a guy like Nemo, who's going to be a free agent with mm-hmm. the Mets, great center fielder, uh, lots of range out there. It moves uh, Springer over to right. It allows us, as you guys have been talking about, to move Teoscar. You bundle Teoscar in a trade with a catcher, and you got to decide which catcher you're willing to give up. But I think if you went to other major league teams and said Teoscar, and then you pick your catcher between Danny and Kirk, we're keeping Moreno as our catcher of the future, but we want a number one starting pitcher, and we want a flamethrower in the bullpen. I mean, we need pitching. We need both of those kinds of pitching. That solves our, our uh, left-handed bat issue. And then, you know, you can make some other tinkering moves. There's a couple guys in Arizona. There's a part-time sort of, I think his name is Barjas, who's a outfielder catcher, bats left, has good power, good on-base percentage. You know, you can make some tinkering moves like that, move a guy like uh, Biggio, who has probably run his course in Toronto. Yeah. You got mm-hmm. Barger coming up, who's playing in the Arizona Fall League, who went up two levels this year. Seems to have, um, last time I checked, he's batting 333 with a few homers and great OPS down in the AFL. You got some guys who are knocking on the door that their agents aren't going to be too happy if you don't give them a chance. So I think a guy like Barger might be out knocking on the door. Could be our left-handed bat, second baseman, either next year or the year after. You got uh, a couple other guys who are pretty close, or Elvis Martinez, the kid we saw, Lopez. Those are cheap assets and opportunities to round out the team. But go spend your money on a free agent center fielder left-handed here like Nemo and then trade the guys that you have length. You have length in the corner outfield, yeah. and you have length at catcher. The only thing then, the only thing I would say about Brandon Nemo, I don't even know if this is a factor anymore with the vaccine mandates gone. Yeah, hopefully we're never seeing them again. But there, there has been uh, there's has been no clear, shall we say, statement on his vaccine name, status. Though. It's a great name. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, hey, Whit Merrifield wasn't vaccinated. And I, again, I don't know. Hopefully we never have to have that as an issue. But Brandon Nemo's a great name. That's exactly the type of guy we're thinking of getting. You're absolutely right. There's your left-handed back. Yeah. Goes in center field. Fits in your lineup nicely. Boom. George Springer moves over to right. I don't right. think they have a choice now. They, they have to Thanks move Thanks for the George. call, Rob. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely I absolutely. Uh, it's a thousand percent. Reason. They don't have a choice. No. Anymore. Like no. he, yeah, unless you just put wrap him in bubble wrap and DH him every day. And like I don't, where else would you play him? Yeah. And that's not, uh, people, George Springer's played right field before. I, I keep getting back really to this. We, we had, we had, we had Steve Sparks, the Astros radio analyst on. He's a better right fielder than he is center fielder. Yeah. I mean, he is. So. Yeah, I mean, I listen to me. That's that's clearly the, the no move. Brainer. To me, that's clearly the move. Makes and, and sense. Don't that's that's a that's whether or not it's Brandon Nemo. That's the type of name we're looking yeah. at. And here, if you're the Blue Jays, yeah, look at look at the teams that underperformed in baseball this year. If I'm the Blue Jays, I'm talking to the Mets about players. I'm talking to the Marlins about some of their pitchers, mm-hmm. right? I, I'm. Talk to the Astros I'm, about some of those pitchers. Yeah. It, Especially if they win a World Series. Talking to the Astros about, yeah. you know, pick another team. The Chicago White Sox, 
they're not going to tear it down. But I think there are moves to be made. Mm-hmm. But this gets back to the question, and 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 I'm glad Rob chimed in here. I just let's kind of put the brakes on getting rid of Bo Bichette right now because I really I'm, I'm with I, I I I don't like this thing going towards Bo Bichette being a scapegoat for this. I can tell you, Jordan Romano cost you that game more than than Bo Bichette. No did. question. I mean, he just did. And Absolutely. I'm not saying that he's a bad pitcher, but I'm no. saying that's what costs you. The, the slider, if that cement mix and slider isn't, if he doesn't throw that slider and doesn't get blue, we're not having this discussion. Nope. Chris in Stony Creek, you're on Blair and Barker. Chris in Stony Creek. you on a great. Hey, yes, how are you, sir. Man? Hey, can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, we're good. Thanks, Chris. Uh, listen, great show as always, guys. Let me commend you on the great season before I start really you know, giving you my two cents. Thank you. So let me just let me just say a couple things first, okay? Anybody who's blaming Bo Bichette for that loss needs to give their head a shake. They don't know anything about baseball with all due respect, okay? I totally agree with both of you guys. If the play was played differently, maybe Springer makes that catch, but you can never you can never look bad on somebody running out there trying to make a play in a situation like that. You know, Bo Bichette didn't make Mesa spike the ball. Bo Bichette didn't make Mesa miss his pitch and give a three-run home run. May, uh, Bo Bichette didn't, you know, have Pop come in in the eighth inning, you know what I mean, and and give a double right off the hop. And Bo Bichette, you know, wasn't the one calling for cement mixers the whole ninth inning, man, with all due respect, okay? So, you know, I, I, I have to be honest with you. For, for me personally, I said it three weeks ago, I, the middle relief for me wasn't strong enough to take this team – all the way to the World Series. And from what we saw in two games, I mean, if you've watched playoff baseball as much as I've watched baseball, that's nothing. Wait till you get into your bullpen, you know, you know, you know, four out of six days, yep. and they've seen a guy for five, six times. Just, yep. You just go ask Baumgartner how many times you, you see a guy in the playoffs. Go ask Garcia how many times you see a guy in the playoffs. Go ask Chapman, you know what I mean, when, when he's playing for the Cubs, how many times you see a guy out of the playoffs. Or, or out of the bullpen when it comes to the playoffs, man. And I'm sorry, and I know it's so easy to, to, to package it up, but when you come out and you're throwing high velo and, you're, and, and you have an off-speed pitch, I mean, that's what you're looking for, swing and miss stuff. I think people need to relax. And really, you know, if you go back and watch this game again, it sticks out like a sore thumb where we lost this game. Yeah, Chris, I appreciate the call, and thanks Great for call. the kind words. And yeah. thanks for the uh, calls and the kind words all year, because I know you've been, a, uh, you've been a loyal listener and a loyal fans, caller sure. in Blue Jays talk. Um, yeah, that's... I'm not saying that it's entirely out of the question that the Jays wouldn't move Bo Bichette, because I don't think it is. But I am saying that I don't think moving Bo Bichette gives you the quote-unquote shake-up that you all think it does. And... I will put this in a very polite way. I know there are folks out there who don't like the dugout antics from the Blue Jays. They don't like the home run jacket. They don't like all that stuff. Bo Bichette is not part of that core group. Bo Bichette's not the dude that needs the home run jacket. Trust me. If you gave Bo Bichette ultimate power... I guarantee no you that jacket's ain't there. That jacket's gone. Mm-mm. So 
if you're saying, oh, my God, they need culture change, and Bo's, the pro- Bo's not the fault with whatever culture changes you think the Blue Jays have right now that are creating issues. I don't think there are. And I think their biggest culture, the biggest cultural issue this talent. team has, they have too many dudes throwing 92. That's it. <laughs> That's the biggest cultural Spending issue. Spending it too much. Exactly. Uh, but keep that in mind. Um, and also keep in mind that 200 hits and playing every day is pretty good. That does not fall out of the trees. Led the American League back-to-back years and hits. That ain't too shabby. Nope. Steven Burlington. What's up, Steve? Hey, guys. Hey, hey. hey, guys. Great season, man. You guys have been awesome. Thank you. Um, Thanks, I-, I think the biggest problem is not that we don't, or for people that aren't on the side of Bo Bichette, it's not that uh, we think he's a huge problem, but to talk about him like he's a foundational player and not being able to trade that guy, I think is an issue. I mean, we, we don't have enough chips to make trades during the deadline, so what makes us think that next year we're going to get the chips to, to make the deal? I think Atkins needs and the fan base needs to be realistic about this and take a look at what we got. Our two-year window is artificial because we want these two guys. But if these two guys aren't going to give you a championship realistically without being able to add stuff, then these two guys don't mean jack. Look at Anaheim. I mean, they got Otani and, uh, and, and Trout, probably two best players, and, and they can't bring it home, Fair right? Point. So we, point. we really got to look at that. And, and I think the biggest problem with the Bo Bichette thing is it's not that, it's not that uh, he's not good. He is, he is a very, very, very good player. But is he going to bring you to the promised land? I don't think so. So to talk about him as, like, you can't trade him, then that's, that, that's where we've all gone wrong, right? And, and the, the other thing is you can't complain about Bo making that, that play out at second, behind second base. It's funny because he got, he got upset with uh, Vladdy when he was calling off uh, Vladdy earlier on in the season. Valley, uh, Vladdy didn't give way. So if Springs made a call and Bo, Bo didn't give way, then, I mean, Bo's kind of going back on what he's telling other people, right? Not, well, yeah, first not of really. all, a couple of things. First of all, they were different plays. They were. Vladdy was standing uh, still. Yeah, two and runners. secondly, oh, I, I guess there is a different play. Yeah, and, yeah. Second, I mean, and secondly, you know, from, and again, we had Caleb Joseph, and we've had other people tell us, you're not hearing the guy calling you off in that situation. We don't even know if, if George did. But you're not yeah, I don't know if George did. I'm just saying I'm assuming yeah. if George did, it, then that's, that's a whole different situation. It is a little bit of a different thing, but he's still got to be in it, man. You're diehard. I get that. But you still there's yeah. other people on the field besides you. I'm you not know? certain that's, that George makes that like catch said. either way. It's not, it's not that. I'm just uh, he isn't if you for better players to upgrade your team in general, yeah. then you should enter you're not doing that, then you're not doing the fan base any favors. Like I said, where are we going to get these magical chips all of a sudden for next year? Yeah. Who who's going to want who who wants the people that they didn't want at the trade deadline? Yeah, appreciate you know? the call. Appreciate the call. Thank you. And the one thing I will say is keep in mind though that when you make deals in the off season, it's different than making deals at the trade deadline because when you make deals in the off season, you have time to react. And what I mean by that is if I trade a pitcher for one of your prospects in the off season, it's not like I have two hours left in the trade deadline to go out and replace what I'm losing. It's a lot easier to make moves in the, in the, in the offseason. It's a lot easier to put packages together in the offseason. I've always said, I don't, I don't want my general manager making a deal at the trade deadline. I want him doing all his stuff in the offseason. And the trade deadline, I want a little bit here and a little bit there if I need it. But if you do your work in the offseason, I don't want you necessarily having to make 
having to make a deal. One more call very quickly. We will uh, sneak in, I think, Frank and Markham. Go ahead, Frank. Hello, Frank. You're the last caller. Make it a good one. Hello? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, quickly, um, all I want to hear is everything is on the table. Yep. Um, if you can trade Bobochev uh, for something good, go ahead and do it. Um, outside of Manoa and Godman, um, I'm not signing anybody to a long-term deal. I, I believe you had a guest on recently. Gosman has let- a long-term deal, so you don't have to sign him. Yeah, so by in Vladdy, uh, in Vladdy's case, I will not, I wouldn't give Vladdy any long term deal. Let him play all his RB years and see where it goes from there. Hmm. You can trade Bouchette. You do the same thing. Let him play all his RB years to see how good this team really is. And if these guys do become superstars. It was a letdown, major disappointment, um, waste of a season. Playoffs or not, they didn't achieve anything. We won nothing important. Um, major changes have to be made in the off season. If not. Uh, in a couple of years, it'll, it'll be a whole new team. So uh, I can only hope for the best, but this was a major letdown. And, um, yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Frank, I appreciate the call. Yeah, yeah that's uh, – I mean, look. He's, well said. It is well said. Yeah. It, and it's entirely possible the Jays decide to play that out and go year to year with Bo and Vladdy. Um, sure sounds like it. The again, optics I, of it looks like it, too. Yeah. I, you know, it, it, it's <laughs> – I mean, part of the problem is you got to know why they're doing it. And that's what I wrote about on sportsnet.ca today. It's, if this is a philosophical thing, well, I don't agree with it, but okay. If that's your philosophy, that's fine. My concern is, is this happening because management isn't committed. I don't think that's the case. I know ownership's not, uh, is committed. I don't think that that's not an issue. Does that mean Vladdy and Bo don't necessarily want to sign here? I, I don't know. But, man, it's – given what is going on around the game and given what other teams are doing – and I'm not just talking about Alex. I'm talking about other teams. Given what other teams are doing, it does kind of – it stands out a little it bit. It does. It stands out a little it bit. It does. And if that's a philosophical thing, okay, I could, like I said, that's, that's your philosophy. But um, I, I think it might be time for this organization to start learning how to – structure its messages to learn how to brief reporters on background and 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 give people a sense nobody's saying you have to give out state secrets but let the people who are willing to spread the message give them enough information that they can do it so that at least your fan base is making educated decisions and having educated thoughts about about what's going on you nailed that i mean it every Every organization's done it, and I think it's absolutely important, and maybe the general manager's not comfortable with it. My God, he's been in this business. Frankly, he's been in this business long enough. He knows he can trust in the media and who he can't trust in the media. I'm just, I'm just I'm putting that out there, and if, if, if you want to really think about this seriously, figure out how to structure your message, get it out there, because I think you do need – I don't think any – Jays fans expect more now. And you got to figure out a way to explain stuff to him and do a much better job than you have up to this point. Hey, that's it, that's it for us. The end of our two-hour shows. It's been a lot of fun. We will be around for an hour from 11 to noon Eastern through the World Series. Then we become a podcast. Mark Boffa will still be producing. Lance will be our technical director. Jen Rolnick, who keeps it all going on the TV side. Thanks so much for her help. Thanks for all of you. Keep listening. Keep being a fan. Keep being a follower. We love you. Have a great day.